welcome to Peaceful Ease. We all have the necessary strength and wisdom to solve most of our problems. What we often lack is a quiet space to think clearly and calmly. This podcast is all about tapping into that zone of inner wisdom. My name is Mario Pareca, and I'd like to invite you to join myself and Ela Crane every Monday and Friday. We'll be here to guide you to that endless power and insight within until you learn how to get there and function from there by yourself. This is a journey about being authentic, learning how to trust your instincts, realizing that each and every one of us are not just enough, but also perfect the way we are right now. Hey everyone, Mario Pareca here, and I am joined by Ela Crane, and we'd like to welcome you to the Peaceful Ease podcast. If you want to be part of the show or you have a question, idea, or thought for Ela that you'd want to share, the Peaceful Ease hotline is always available, 424-625-5562 is that number. You can call 24-7-365, we'd always love to hear from you. You can also email the show, podcast at peacefulease.com is that address, and you can also Stay up to date with Ela and check out everything that she has going on with Peacefullies at peacefullies.com. That is the website. Ela, what's going on? Good. I'm in Berlin right now. I've been here like 10 days and I'm leaving tomorrow. So it's kind of exciting moving from one place to another again. <laughs> You're always on the move. And I just want to tell listeners really quickly that the way we record is we record based on Ela's travels. And right now we've had, these are two very special episodes coming up today and the next episode. Ela did an interview with Patrick Munoz, who's an internationally recognized voice and speech coach based in LA. And we wanted to get these episodes aired. So she is in Berlin now, but you may hear in the next few episodes after the interview with Patrick that she's back in the Cowtown. And that's why, full disclosure. <laughs> but we're super excited about these interviews. So, Elo, why don't you take a minute and just kind of set the stage for us? Yeah. By the way, by the time I think our listeners listen to this episode, I will be in Mallorca. So, I'm not going back to the Cowtown, unfortunately. You know, I love that place. <laughs> I know. It was fun. It was fun. And the internet was so good there. I know. It's, it was better than Berlin. I didn't want to say it, but you know, hey, that's Switzerland there. <laughs> Amazing. So you got in touch with Patrick and you did this interview and Ela called me and said, hey, I did this interview. I want to get this aired. It was so great. And I said, let's do it. So we hopped on. Tell us a little bit about Patrick and a little bit about your interview before we go ahead and read his bio and get the interview rocking and rolling. Yeah. So, you know, I wanted to invite a few people as a guest and Patrick is the first one. And it means so much to me because, you know, I have a very deep connection with Patrick. We've known each other for a couple of years now and I worked with him actually. He coached me. He did some voice coaching with me. And in the end, I kind of gave up trying to stabilize my accent because, you know, I've been in Germany speaking German and I think I sound more German than before now I'm like I need to get back to LA so I kind of get back to my you know like slightly more American accent but Patrick doesn't only do like accent stabilization or it doesn't just work with actors or actresses he does 
a lot of different things, you know, including workshops. And he has an amazing book and kind of very lively YouTube channel. He also works with children. He works with, I think Disney is one of the companies he regularly works with. And he works with people who have speech impediments. He works with big time CEOs and companies. So he's very versatile. And his approach is very holistic. It's not about just your accent. It's about expressing who you are and making peace with how you sound. And this is something I feel most of us struggle because as soon as you hear your own voice, it could be in a, like a voice message, we all go, oh, I sound terrible. It's so, such a common experience. And that's because... I feel like we are not really hearing ourselves as we speak. You know, we use our voices to speak unless you're an actor or a singer, but we never train it. And our voices is one of those things like going to the gym that you can actually train and become more confident about and use it as a tool to express how you feel and express what you like to communicate. And Patrick is all about that way of expression and teaching people how to be confident about that expression. Awesome stuff. Voice is so important. Inflection. I mean, I've read statistics about when we communicate with people that the words are very, very small amount of the communication. It's, it has to do with the inflection, the tone, the cadence of speaking, the body language. It all builds into effective communication. So being able to use your voice in an intentional way can make all the difference in the world with effectively communicating with someone or having your message just go off into the ether. So very important stuff. So let's get into the interview. I can't wait to hear it because full disclosure, I haven't heard it yet. Ela recorded it and I can't wait to hear it. So I'm going to get to hear it right along with everyone else. But let me just introduce Patrick to you really quickly. He's an Patrick Munoz is an internationally recognized voice and speech coach based in Los Angeles. He's a member of the Voice and Speech Trainers Association of America and has coached executives and leaders in public speaking for the United Nations, Wells Fargo, Southern California Edison, Children's Hospital Los Angeles, and there's many, many more. He is also the voice and speech coach for Disney's top television shows, including Stuck in the Middle and Bunked. And television and film coaching, his credits include Without a Trace, Casey Undercover, Hostage, and Van Helsing. He's in a private practice in West Hollywood and works with clients all over the world. Students include Penelope Cruz, Andy McDowell, Eva Longoria, and New York Times bestselling author Alan C. Fox. He's a graduate of Dartmouth College and Temple University and a native Californian and is currently in the process of publishing his third book on voice and speech work. So that's Patrick Munoz, and I think everyone knows Ela Crane. So without further ado, Ela, do you want to tee up the interview? Yes, here we go. This is a long conversation, so it will take us two episodes, but here we go. This is where we start. Hello, everyone. Today, I have a guest with me, Patrick Munoz. Did I pronounce that right? Well said. <laughs> now that I have a voice coach with me, I'm going to speak way more clearly. <laughs> Patrick has been a great friend of mine and also a trainer for me. I've done private coaching sessions with him. He helped me immensely to 
smooth out my accent, which is like all over the place. You can hear the Turkish there. You can hear perhaps the British, a little bit of American when I read, especially comes out apparently. <laughs> so it's a mishmash. And now that I'm in Berlin, I'm recording this from Berlin and I've been speaking German for a couple of weeks now. And I think my accent is switching towards German now. <laughs> And I had personally so many issues with this. Like I was never confident about the way I sound and my accent kept changing depending on where I lived. And Patrick was a life changer for me because he gave me the confidence and the clarity. And that's why I invited him over to this show. Because most of the time when we talk about voice coaching, we think like it's something for actors or singers. Whereas in my experience, it goes way beyond that. So Patrick is here with us to explain what it is about and how we can make use of it in our daily lives. But first of all, Patrick, welcome. Thank you, Ella. It's so nice to be here today with you. I thought when we were starting a conversation that you were still in Switzerland, I didn't realize you had moved all the way to Berlin. You know what you were talking about a moment ago and feeling like you sounded perhaps more German is something we can talk about in this talk, which is code switching and the way that we start to sound different according to who we're talking to. In your case, it's a very dramatic version of it, speaking different languages, so we start to pick up that accent. But code switching in terms of who we're speaking to, so that when we're speaking in a professional sense, we might come across speaking more slowly and more distinctly, talking with our friends, our family. It might be very casual. We might mumble. And I think it's just so important to be able to say to yourself, oh, yeah, I do code switch. Sometimes I'll change it. You know, we want, I think it's nice to be one comprehensive person, of course, <laughs> and have that ability. And, and that's, I think, a big part of what I do is helping people learn to use their voice so that they even have the ability to do that. Because certainly in my day-to-day -day life, I can mumble when I'm talking to my partner, when I'm being very casual. But for some of my clients, when they first come to me, not to be able to change when they want to, not to feel like, oh, I really know what I'm doing. I know about speaking and I know how to use my voice. And that's what I do, which is like you said, not just for actors at all. That's how I kind of began in a way, but I'll tell you more about that in a minute. But being able to just discover that even though we speak, we take it for granted, this wonderful gift we have of communication, that by looking at it and examining it, we can become stronger, better, more confident, and we can use it in a way to help us achieve our goals, to achieve our intentions. Yeah, and you do this. I experienced this personally with you on one-on-one, -on -one, but you do this in so many different forms. Is that right? Do you give public sessions or how does it work? Do you have workshops? I do. So this is what I generally do is most of my clientele are private one-on-one. -on -one. They come to me. I'm in West Hollywood and, and here in California, in Los Angeles. As you know, you've been in my home studio. And then I work with people just like this on Skype or over Zoom or FaceTime. And I can do that with anybody, you know, anywhere. But what I've done is also worked in workshops. So in that sense, I haven't really put together any workshops of my own per se. But what I have done is put together workshops where I've been invited in. So I've mm -hmm. worked with political leaders 
political group, right, where they were starting to educate and empower young up-and-coming political leaders in the state of California. And in this case, it was particular to people of Asian or South Pacific uh, origin. And so I was helping them in this because they were looking at strategy and marketing and getting your message across. Mm -hmm. And I came in to say, well, at the end of the day, it's going to be you, right? At the end of the day, we can use phone, we can use text messaging and email and social media and pictures. But, and we can even record ourselves separately. But at a certain point, we have to talk to somebody if we really want to connect and communicate. So, yeah, I work with them. Then I've worked in, it's funny because it really varies. I worked with other companies helping them in terms of organizational delivery. So when they're managing a team, being able to communicate effectively and clearly. So I've worked with vitamin companies and Mm -hmm. I've worked with banks and I've worked with glassware companies, (laughs) just different companies that have conversation in them. But a really interesting thing that I started doing that was really fun for me because it's so specific, it's just voice. And that is working for companies that use their phone systems to be able to, you know, talk to an agent. So you know how it is whenever you call somebody and you talk to them and you're again trying to get help from them. This certain company that I worked with, they had already implemented a whole strategy on what to say, mm-hmm. how to make it so that they had a more effective communication system with their clients. I came in and taught them how to say it, so how to use their voice, how to modulate their voice to make questions, questions to realize sometimes when they were having a conversation that was building up in terms of maybe some antagonism, how they could you know take it back a step and use their voice to modulate and bring it back to a really friendly communication. So those are the organizational things. And I also all go into, let's say, Disney. I'm the, I'm the coach at Disney. We're all going and work with clients there with young actors. We're starting on new series and giving them good, basic, vocal exercises and techniques so that as they begin the series, they speak well and clearly because it's so easy for kids to be in the moment, to speak too quickly, to mumble, and this gets them set for life. So it's really, it's really satisfying in that way. So it's a wide range. And how young is young? So on Disney, the kids, I worked with one uh, kid who was about uh, eight, and that's usually about the youngest that I go. <laughs> right. <laughs> but certainly I did work with one young girl who was, uh, she was eight or nine. And I've worked with, you know, it's fun because not only do I work with these different companies getting their voices to be stronger, different clients getting their voices to be clear. But once in a while, I'll work with people who have speech challenges, like not being able mm-hmm. to say their R sound or having a lisp. So their S's are really slushy. Mm-hmm. So, yes, yeah, so there's all kinds of different things. And sometimes those people aren't necessarily even in there, you know, under 10 years old or even 10 to 20, a lot of people who are in their 20s who have never really had the opportunity to deal with some of those sounds and work with them. So, and being able to make it fun for them and not feel like in any way they're bad or they have to go to extra classes to do this. It's like, no, they really want to start to change the way they sound. Yeah. I mean, as a child, I couldn't say the R sounds. Really? I couldn't. I, yeah, I know. You can't tell it now. I think I'm fine with it. I can even exaggerate it going out of it, you know. <laughs> but I couldn't pronounce the R's, so it will come out as like Y. So instead of 
bear or something else, a bay, you know, like it will be all a mishmash. And it was problematic. I don't exactly recall how I overcame that. I think it was just some training that I had to do, but it can be life changing. And I think that was one of the reasons I never felt confident you know, with my pronunciation of things, because as a child, it was a big challenge for me to overcome. And as I overcame it, I was always like maybe conscious. And it took me many, many years to gain that confidence. And you played a kind of huge role in that. So thank you very much. Like having you over me so much to me here personally. And I want to say, this is really, it was such a fun work we've done together. And it's just beyond speaking clearly and just you know, delivering a message successfully, they're all important things in every relationship, like even at home, you know, when you talk with your partner, there's a difference between saying things that way or this way, you know, but still it's more about expressing who you are with your voice. And that's where you come in. You know, I was thinking about it this morning before we started to speak and to be able to express yourself, (laughs) to be able to express not just in words, but in your emotions, to be able to have a connection between what you're saying, how you're feeling, what your intention is, is a gift. It's a gift. Mm-hmm. If every time we wanted to talk and we were excited about something, it comes across as monotone. Or if we got really excited and it sounded kind of like we were angry and we get frustrated, <laughs> it goes, no, I'm not, I didn't want to sound like that. <laughs> That's really frustrating. I have clients who come to me and they're like, well, I'm really passionate about this, but I can't really get passionate. I can't physically do that. And so it's wonderful to be able to help people do that. And it's to have a voice that reflects how you feel or just that communicates clearly. I don't even mean just articulately. I mean, as you said, expression-wise yeah. is a joy. It's a joy to watch because we're all full of so many emotions and so many feelings and Especially in 2019, that we're so much of the time we're on social media or on Facebook or on the computer, and we don't have a chance to talk. People aren't talking as much. So it's exciting. I love it. I love it. And you're very welcome, Mel. It was a pleasure. You, you so enjoyed it. You so enjoyed the process. And you're just a pleasure to work with. <laughs> Thank you. And I know you have so many different tools to help people from video content to you have an amazing book that comes with an audio download, which I listened to so many times. And you have different approaches and you even have different content for different nationalities now or coming out soon. Is that right? Yes. By the time this podcast airs, my website will have been revamped completely, which I'm working on over the last year. Rather, my website master has been doing that. And I'm really excited because one of the things that I do that you were talking about is helping people from whose native languages from a different country or from a different part of regionalism in the U.S. speak with more of a standard American accent, a general American accent, something you hear in television or on newscasts. And... That's that book that I wrote, so Accent American, which you're listening to, and I think you have it on iTunes or Audible. And it's nice. It's about two hours long, and you can go through and repeat the sounds. And so it's just about good clarity, and there are also exercises on warming up your voice and all of that. Then what I decided to do was because everything that I do in terms of that kind of coaching, accent reduction, is generally one-on-one, and I really wanted to be able to reach more people because I can only do so much of that coaching myself. So I put together a series, and yes, I have an online video series that's now available, and that's for the 
native Chinese speaker. One is for the native Russian speaker mm-hmm. and the other for the native Spanish speaker. And so I'm really excited because that's a course you can get online on my website, patrickmunoz.com. And then it's yours for life. Mm -hmm. And it's a series of courses, five hours worth of instruction, over five hours. And we go sound by sound. It's really pertinent to that speaker because for the Chinese speaker, the R's and the L's are most challenging. So we spend a lot of time on that. And then there are little mini tests to take as you go along just to make sure you're understanding the material. And then there's a putting it together chapter where you use poetry and expressions. So I'm super excited about that because people can work at their own pace and get the same instruction that I offer one-on-one. And then the other thing that's on the website now, which is really great, is the warm-up that I do with everybody. And it's an eight-minute warm-up. It can be done a little bit faster. If you'd like, just to get something going, it's so important to warm up our voice, just like a singer would do, or if you were going to the gym to warm up before you start to do your exercises or warm down. So the warm-up is really cool because it's an eight-minute warm-up. And then, as part of that video series, I go through and I break down, I explain each part of the warm-up. So you can just jump into the warm-up and do that, but then slowly start to go like, well, why am I doing each one of these aspects of that you know warm-up? They're like about 18 steps. And am I doing it correctly and so forth? So that's really exciting. So those are some of the things that I offer. Can you give us a few examples of these warm-ups? Because it may sound a bit abstract if you don't know what voice training is like. It's like, is are we running around or what are we doing exactly? Maybe you can share one or two examples with our listeners right now. I've got to tell you, people will say, what do you do when you go to a voice coach? I'm going to a singing lesson. I'm going to stand by the piano and I'm probably going to be told to sing some scales and maybe even sing a song. <laughs> But for voice and speech coaching, what are we going to do? You know, what is that? And 90% of the time, people come and go like, oh my gosh, that was so much fun. (laughs) (laughs) I know, I know. I'm trying to describe it, but it's hard. Yeah. What do you do there for an hour and then come out smiling? (laughs) (laughs) What's going on? The first thing we do is stretching. And so we'll do a big yawn and stretch. And literally, we just stretch out. Really expanding our whole body, taking a big breath in, dropping our jaw down, feeling this breath drop down the belly, and then letting that sound just float out on a big, (sighs) and it's so exciting because, A, we tend to breathe at a sort of regular intake, outtake, moderate, you know, energy level, unless we're working out, which makes sense. But here we are like, oh, no, let's really fuel our voice with breath. And then we realize how easy the voice is to use because it's fueled by the breath. Most of us are talking heads. We talk right from the throat. We're right from here. So all of a sudden, they go like, oh, I have a full voice. It's super, (laughs) super, super exciting. So that's one thing we do. And then, yeah, one of the things we do is we'll, um, you were saying running around. Yeah, we'll bend our knees and we'll kind of bounce up and down until the shoulders just kind of bounce. And we'll drop our jaw open and then we let that sound go around the room like a, uh, 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 uh. <laughs> <laughs> That's fun. Which is really something funny. Like, well, why are we doing it? But it's letting the voice drop down into the body and feeling that the voice is affected by the body. Because again, we tend to be talking heads. Or we tend to talk right from here. So we don't really connect to the body or the diaphragm or the breath. 
And so if I'm bouncing up and down, my voice isn't really changing at all. But once I start to bounce up and down and my voice is being affected, we go, oh, that's what it feels like. So we start to feel what it feels like to have a fully embodied voice. And back to what you were saying, being able to express yourself because you're in your body is a wonderful feeling. And then another exercise we do are some articulation exercises, right? Well, one of the things before the articulation exercises is massaging the sides of the jaw. We hold so much tension in the jaw, and I hold tension in the jaw after all of these years of doing this. And it's so nice to massage the jaw, release those muscles. And then we move into articulation exercises. So we'll do little funny sounds. But a good example that I think you can understand as the listener out there is a tongue twister. I think the most famous one is toy boat toy boat and and saying that a couple times because it starts to a open the sound up toy boat so you really get a full sound secondly it's a weird combination so (laughs) once you do it many times it frees you up and then finally being able to be articulate and clear in that and do it kind of fast and slow and play with intentions like to calm somebody toy boat or to attack somebody toy boat or um, like be a little play with a little baby toy boat toy boat (laughs) things with this you realize maybe how our ancestors 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 you know when we were back in the caves how we sort of communicated just primarily just with sounds and the difference between a cry of pain a cry of joy a moment of seduction a moment of threatening somebody that we use just sounds, right? And so we, I always go off a little bit on tangents because I get so excited by voice. But that's what we do in the warm-up. So simply what we do is we get our breath going by doing exercises, yawning and stretching and so forth. We massage the jaw. We do articulation exercises. And at the end of the eight minutes, all of a sudden people say, oh, yeah, well, my voice is so much more centered. And this is what actors do before they go on stage this is what great actors do before they go on stage is that they actually do some kind of warm-up. You know the actor Ian McKellen, of course. Of course, yeah. So when he was back on Broadway, I believe doing Equus, some friends of mine were rehearsing their play in the same building in New York. And he would stop by in the morning and say, well, come on and join us before we start our rehearsal and I'll lead you in a warm-up. This is back in the late 70s, early 80s. Mm-hmm. You look at him and his voice and the way that he carries himself. That's what actors do. And to take just a little bit of that and to take that into our own lives is so freeing. It's so empowering. And it's so much fun. It's just fun to be in your voice. I want to say one little thing, and that is on a side note. Recently, I've been working more and more with engineers, people who are super smart, but people who have not been given the opportunity to speak a lot. But now they're going into managing positions. They're going into go and do talks to get investors in their companies, get investors in their amazing ideas. They're starting to run companies to manage divisions within their startups and some really amazing people that I work with. And they're so bright, Mm -hmm. but they haven't been given the opportunity to speak and they don't speak on a daily basis. So to be able to give them some exercises where they can get their voices in their body and they can be behind their voices, behind their 
ideas is so exciting. So that's what I put this warm up together for. Is that's what I do with all my clients. As you know very well, we did that every time you came. And this way, people can have it and do it on their own and know exactly what to do and feel empowered on a daily basis. This was the first part of our conversation with Patrick Munoz. If you enjoyed this conversation, please stay tuned in for the next part during our next episode. Thank you for listening to the Peaceful Ease podcast. If this episode resonated with you, please share it with friends and family. Remember, the bigger the support, the more fun the journey becomes. If you'd like to get in touch with Ela, you can reach out to her at peacefulease.com. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. Until next time, be kind to yourself.